Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I will have some guests on uh, in a few minutes. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Some serious uh, issues over there. But before I bring my, uh, my guests on, uh, I want to just announce that tomorrow night, the Community Police Commission is having an engagement. Uh, uh, the engagement uh, uh, was having an engagement meeting. Um, and uh, the guest is going to be the new OPA director, Mr. Uh, Gino Betts. Uh, and the meeting uh, is going to be from 6 to 8. And you can register uh, online by sending an email to OC, OCPC at seattle.gov. And I'll give some more information about that before the end of the show. We just wanted to get that in uh, uh, right now so that you'll know about it and go ahead and, and work on that. It's going to be the uh, it's going to be a real uh, good topic. Uh, welcoming the new uh, OPA director. Uh, he's coming from Chicago, uh, and I think it's going to be a good fit for Seattle. So, thank you for that. So, let me check and see if my guest is here yet. Um, oh, she hasn't joined yet. Okay. Well, I'll just go ahead and, and talk about uh, Mr. Betts. I, I read his uh, his uh, resume. Uh, I think it's a good fit for Seattle. I mean, it's a long ways uh, from 2000, uh, from 1990, <laughs> before uh, when we just gotten started dealing with Mothers Against Police Harassment and to get someone at uh, his level, uh, caliber uh, of education and background and experience coming to Seattle uh, with all we have going on in Seattle. I think that if somebody wanted to come to Seattle right now, I think it's really, really, really great. And uh, I look forward to seeing a lot of you a lot of my listeners there tomorrow, and you can register again by sending an uh, uh, email to the Office of a uh, Community Police Commission uh, uh, at Seattle.gov, and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be sent a link uh, to uh, to uh, to register, and so that you can become part of the um, you can become part of uh, listening. And I'm sure we have time for some uh, for a few questions. I probably in the chat. I don't know how that's going to be handled, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be good. So. Anyway, I think I think you really enjoy number one uh, and number two. Uh, it's good to see an African American get that job, you know, and, and all the experience coming from Chicago. Chicago is a is a tough place. We think Seattle is tough, not quite as tough as Chicago. Uh, every city has their own situation. So, uh, still waiting on my guests to get on here from uh, from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's been um, it's been a, it's been a trying uh, hard month for. Um, for uh, uh, Muslims uh, in Albuquerque, it's been four uh, Muslim men's kill, uh, men killed in the last month, uh, and uh, one of the uh, last victims I uh, uh, shot last week. His brother is going to come on uh, later on today in the show. So, uh, and we'll just take a break right now, and we'll come right back and listen to Mother's Justice Show on 11:50 a.m. KKNW. I'm your host, Ben Walden. The Public Defenders Association's Racial Disparity Project is proud to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in partnership with Mothers for Police Accountability and other community allies. The Racial Disparity Project fights for police reform and helps to increase understanding that issues of addiction, mental illness, and homelessness can be better solved through public health strategies than through law enforcement. The Public Defender Association Racial Disparity Project reducing racial inequality in the Seattle King justice system since 1998. As a teenager in foster care, Tanya didn't think she would be adopted. I didn't think I would have a family. But the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption found her a safe, 
loving home. Teenagers are fun, and there are many first milestones to experience. Every year, more than 20,000 teenagers in the U.S. age out of foster care without a family. Learn how you can help at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook Dr. K's Abundance. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. Really appreciate all our supporters and our people who help us stay on the air. And we're just really, really grateful. I want to bring on my guest from Albuquerque, Ms. Samyun Asad. And she's from Albuquerque. We had the great fortune of meeting a few years ago when I was in Albuquerque. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me uh, on this beautiful space. Cherished space. Thank you. I'm I'm glad that you could be here. And I want to offer my condolence to you and your family and all all, all your all the uh, Muslims in your community who's uh, suffering right now. And so I just wanted you to come on and I am going to have um, Mr. Hassan's brother on it. Uh, he's going to come on at 3.30, which is 3.30 your time. Uh, and uh, it's going to talk about that, the event, but that I, I wanted you to come on first because, you know, like I said, we met this, we've had this connection uh, and I know that the work you were doing because I came there, met grassroots people who was, you had a conference for police accountability in, in, in that city. And uh, there was no grassroots people there. I mean, none. And uh, and then we wound up going to the court because there was a trial going on for a police officer who had shot a, a, a homeless man. And and so, yeah, this is how we came apart. But I just want to give you an opportunity to, number one, to give you my condolence for Mother's Police Accountability uh, 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 and Mother's Justice Show. I mean, we stand with you and your community. Uh, and also reached out to um, some people here. I'd be reaching out to some of the people here in the Muslim community. Also, I'm, I'm sure they know about it, but I'm just going to be yes. in solidarity. So. Well, you know what? I appreciate your sentiments and your, and your solid solidarity. Um, it's uh, been a rough couple of weeks for the Muslim community. Uh, we're terrified. We're scared. We're at the some are po- at the point of hysteria and paranoia. But um, you know, uh, we have to believe in the goodness uh, of our humanity, and yes. that you know this will end soon. And We'll find the killer or killers. Yes, yes, yes. So um, anyway, I'll just let you, you know, go ahead and just talk about what it is. And, um, you know, I mean, what you want to get out to the world, to, to the, to, to the a larger community. I saw it was an article in the New York Times this morning. I went to CNN uh, and I think it was a press conference uh, two days ago uh, with your local law, uh, law enforcement. So. I did go out to get some information around what what they said on the national scene about this. Yes, the national national has picked up on it, which is which is great because uh, we needed that, that kind of uh, coverage. It was hard to get that, um, but finally we got it. We got it. Um, for those of uh, your viewers who don't know what's going on, um, first off, my uh, I, I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and for the last uh, couple of weeks. We've had a series of uh, murders 
uh, targeting Muslim men. Uh, the first victim was last November, actually. His name was uh, Muhammad Ahmadi. He was, I knew him well. He was a store owner, friendliest of friendly guys. And he was shot. The murder wasn't solved. He stood out his, his store and shot uh, um, uh, unexpectedly. And then uh, about two, two weeks ago, we had uh, Aftab Hussein, who was also shot uh, while taking a, a walk on the sidewalk, just walking on the sidewalk. Then a friend of mine's by the name of Muhammad Afzal Hussein, who was this beautiful young man, just a gentle soul, etiquette, Pakistani man, who was uh, 27. They were all, you know, very young. And um, he was uh, shot. He was just walking in front of his home and uh, shot six times in the head. Mm. Um, and uh, the, the the fourth victim had come to the mosque for Muhammad Afzal's funeral. And um, my kids stood with him at the funeral. And we, uh, we shared uh, food afterwards in the mosque. And he left. He left within an hour or two. He left the mosque. Uh, he he was uh, he was murdered. So uh, it's uh, a really uh, scary time. He was also in his, his mid twenties, and uh, you know the community, as you can imagine, um, this is in you know it's a mixed batch of community. This is, uh, Muslim Americans have been here for a long time. New immigrants, new refugees. Uh, a diverse population. There's only not many Muslims in Albuquerque, maybe max 5,000. 5, um, and uh, so people were um, not ready to have this violence, many of whom have left violence behind in their home just to come here. People just want to live at peace. I will tell you after the news broke out um, of, his, uh, of Muhammad, who used to play on a cricket team, and, you know, um, all the cricket team left town. So many other people left town. Um, people don't feel safe. People are, aren't able to go around carrying their everyday chores. Uh, we're scared. It's just really scary time. You know, I, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, uh, but also, uh, I, I listened to the police there. Now they've been wanting to connect and they're down there looking for some automobile and they said i mean they, they they had a description of an auto a car that they thought that might might have been leaving the scene of one of the uh, one of the shootings um and um one of the things i know about some of this work here is that you have to continue to keep the pressure on because uh, you know the pressure i uh, have to continue you know that because you've done you've done some of this work before and other cases out there uh you know around with peace and you know and, and also justice and and all of that so um and that's why it's good to get the word out because I'm glad that it's on CNN because I'm glad it's high profile now because now you're going to get some resources. And also, I, I mean, it, it should be, and I, and one of the young uh, uh, victims also worked for a, a, a representative, uh, an elected official. Yes. Uh, representative Melanie Sansbury. Right. Yes. yes. Uh, and uh, and uh, that's where I met him actually working. Uh, I, I, I'm part of the New Mexico Democratic Party and in the process of working to get the get out the vote, that's where we first met. And, and apparently, I knew him before, but haven't been organizing. We had talked about organizing and creating an organization together to organize the Muslim community, and it's such a loss 
to have youth, youth men like this just, you know, have, they've been taken away from us way too soon. And for this, it's such a senseless, senseless murder. You know, it's a lot. And I, I, I will say that in my activist community, I recognize that, you know, we, we want state and, and, and local and state and federal officials and police and specialists to, you know, to take lead in this investigation. And we made a lot of noise to make sure the White House came out with a statement and, 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 what, and had heard and, and uh, paid attention to it. Because we recognize also uh, it has to be from the top down. The narrative right. has to be pushed right. out. But as an activist, I also know that's not enough. Right. We need the local um, community that does this, local organizers who who do uh, community defense day in, day out, to be on the streets, to be on the internet, to look for uh, uh, any signs, to be um, uh, studying locations. Uh, because that's, at the end of the day, these leads are what get... Uh, a lot of times what how people get arrested and get caught it's community uh, vigilance i'll agree with that it is always uh, community vigilance and keeping the story alive but I also believe about top down because you know the, the last few years in america uh, has been for the element of hatred or that the uh, something is wrong with the other uh and so and so this side it's someone who grew up in segregation and know uh, all about the other uh in america but that um, it's like it's a new resurgence of this energy uh, that that the other uh, it, it does not belong here, uh, and that we should go someplace else. And um, uh, and and then they put, a lot of the other wrap themselves around uh, the, a holy book and say that the book is just for them. Uh, and, and so we're in perilous times, and that's why we have to stick together, no matter if I'm you know I'm <laughs> you're in a different time zone than we are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we who will not be we will not be hunted down. We have a right. To Absolutely, be yes. We have a right. To we be do here that even though, uh, uh, Paul Robinson said that many many years ago. We have the right to to walk this green uh, this this land. We have a right to prosper, and we have a right to breathe this air, and we have to be in solidarity to say so. We're not going anywhere. You no, know, we're not. I mean, really and truly, that they, you know, you know, one of the scriptures says the earth is Lord. So I mean, I mean, the earth belongs to the Most High. You know, I mean, people don't own anything. We're just Absolutely, travelers. we're just travelers. You know, we're just travelers. We're we're not gonna we're, number one. We're not gonna live forever, <laughs> and we know that we're not gonna get out of here. We're not gonna get lifted someplace else. You know, nothing's coming for us, but. But I do know that I, you know, that, that I, I, we didn't talk about whether the, uh, these young men had families or not. I mean, I'm sure they got families, but I don't know if they have children or not. Do they have children? Any, any um, the storekeeper? The first, the storekeeper, I think, had a family. Um, mm -hmm. The others had, um, like, Muhammad was supposed to get married uh, in September. And oh, he, like next he, month, September. Yes, yes. And... Wow. Um, um, the others, uh, I'm not sure if they were married, but I do know they had nephews and nieces. I mean, the, the horror of seeing the kids cry on the grave of Muhammad uh, Absal, it was just a lot. It, it, and the, his brother will tell you, his kids, and um, it was a lot. It was just a lot to see the community and, and families. 
Um, Naim did not have family members here. Uh, Atib, I think, uh, did have, but, um, uh, you know, it, it, they were young. Yeah. Were young. young, young. You know what? Uh, you know, I'm going to call you sister because I know you sister. We are um, sister. sister. I mean, you know, Americans, America is not an exceptional country where people just kill people just because they're bored. They're not fighting over land, water, or food. It, it's just like violence is in the land, you know, and uh, uh, and and just for fun. I mean, you know, the guy went to the Buffalo grocery store. I mean, the people were just doing about a Saturday. You know, I didn't know them. And then the young man that went to the school in, the, uh, in Texas, it's like, uh, and, and so there's something wrong with America. This exceptionalness and this thing that we're so above everybody else. You know, I mean, I mean, even in so-called backwater countries, they're not just killing people for fun. <laughs> just because yeah. they're bored. Okay. I mean, there's something else that's going on. And so we have to talk about the fact that America is a violent country. And that uh, and, and push back on all of these ideas about that, uh, you know, guns don't kill people, people do. Well, I mean, if you don't have access to, to them, then you, you, you have to think of another way. And by the time you think of another way, a person that you wanted to harm is probably gone. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, you can't separate what's happening in Albuquerque from the rest of what's happening in the no. country. That's right. A, a political agenda has been set for for uh, over a hundred years right. uh, in regards to what, how Americans, some Americans view their right. rights, their existence on this land, contrary right. to people who just want the right to live and it is their right to live as right. they enjoy full dignity and respect and freedom. And we were freedom. born to be free. Free. We who's that to, to take free. it away from <laughs> who, who's, who? Who's that to take it from us, right? I, yep. I, I, I believe, and I don't want to, you know, hinder any of the, um, the, uh, the investigation or, uh, spread misinformation, but I, I'm going to get my perspective, my own personal perspective on what I see. I see that like New Mexico is, as a, is a majority minority, minority, majority state, but majority people of color state, it's a warm state. It's very loving. We haven't had, there's some racism, but never to this extent. New Mexico has never seen this actually, at least in the last 30, 40 years, to the extent of a serial killer. And this is a serial killer. Right. Yes, there's been violence 100%, but not to the extent of a serial killer to target a marginalized community. Here's, you know, I don't even like to say I'm marginalized because that also makes no, me no, turn, no. Right? All human. God didn't marginalize. Didn't exactly. That. Yeah, that exactly. systems did that. Systems, systems did that. Systems, systems did, did that. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, the systems did that. But going back to what, what I believe is like, I don't. I saw uh, many people come in different, not from New Mexico, who started to uh, rile up trouble. Some of the Proud Boys, some of the white uh, supremacists that would come into different protests, whether indigenous communities, when we fought for black lives, when we fought for different uh, um, uh, justice, social justice issues, uh, they would they would uh, uh, come in and be contrary, with the, come in with a contrary agenda. I've personally faced middle-aged white women, men chasing after me in cars, spitting at me. 
uh, waving weapons at me, but nobody did anything further than that. And that, and, and some people will say, that's crazy. You suffered that and you continue just like, of course, I'm going to continue. What do you want me to stop talking and fighting? This is what our mission is in life. Right. But I don't, I cannot in my mind, except that this, this serial killer is not tied to that kind of agenda. I may be wrong. It may be, maybe completely wrong. Well, I've been here before the civil war, my people have, and, and the atrocities that we have, uh, uh, have had been, been, been reaped on us. I, I, most of it was unprovoked violence. This is what you're talking about is unprovoked violence. Everyone was going about their normal life. The, sh- yes. the shopkeeper was outside his property, had a right to come outside the door. And uh, the, the last gentleman was leaving the mosque after being there in ceremony. Uh, I mean, and, and, and with commemoration, uh, uh of somebody else who had been murdered. So uh, really, it is something going on. And then uh, also, one of the fights that you all was in, I mean, I had people on the, on, on the show was from the Navajo because they didn't get what they need. They talked about you need to wash your hands and drink clean water. The Navajo people did not have clean water. They did not, and you all was involved with that because I had Selinda on the show uh, and they were trying to get water to the, to the, and then I also had one of the spokesperson from the Navajo. Uh, community and uh, and and that's what I see that you all have been working together, but uh, this seed of hatred is deep in America, sister, and that's it what is. we have to understand. It's deep, and it's been deep for over four hundred for, for for the whole time. I mean, because eighteen million Native Americans have lost their lives when they when the colonizers came. Okay, they also brought smallpox yes. and gave it to them on blankets and stuff. So this has been a continual fight against the other and that so you know all i want you to know is that we will stay together i mean i'll have you on again uh you know we still got a few more minutes here but um also i mean just um just look at all the beauty of the people in, on, on the planet you've probably done more world traveling than me i have i have children who will travel my son has been to dubai and lived in abu dhabi you know east uh, east africa uh, <laughs> yeah you know it's all all those places and um so he's seen the world. I've seen the world in the National Geographic and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But uh, there are so many beautiful people on, in the world. Your really heart good. is the world. Your heart is the world. It is. You have yes. exhibited uh, everything that is beautiful in this world and what it means, to, what love means in this world. And I thank you for that. Um, it really from yeah. the bottom of my heart. But you know, that's what I'm here for. You know, because really, if not us, I mean, you know, if we don't bring a consciousness of love in the room, who will bring it? Because surely the people, right. surely the other people will not bring it. So we are we really, I mean, if this is our destiny to be part of that, then we must bring it in the room. We can't leave it home. <laughs> no, we can, and it's our duty. It's our duty to get it up. It is and, our duty. And and, and, and it's, it's you know, where is you know, there has to be an element of faith that that guides us. Right, 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 right. And, right, and, right. and there's a lot. There's a lot of business of, of of faith in America, but none of us spoken truth gospel or truth to the religion. That's right. That's truth, right. Truth to the to the to the uh, core of of human principles and that's right. And, that's right. That's and right. in the holy books. That's so right. it's just like right. Right. America professes to be a religious space, what does that actually mean? Right, 
Well, we know you and I can say as mothers, we know that it did not extend to the children who was taken away from the mothers at the border. Absolutely not. And that in the sadness, and some of those mothers will never see their children again. You know, I mean, it's the same kind. Of, and, and, and so, but one thing about, one of the things that I tell people, my religion is like, uh, it's kindness, like the eighth century Dalai Lama said, if you don't have kindness and generosity, everything else isn't true. <laughs> you know what? That's so true. I, I will. I want to add a point that uh, the last victim, Naim, as he left the funeral and the food and left the mosque, he went to the Lutheran Family Services. I think he had I think he volunteered there or worked there. And, you know, that's another a- angle is that they were targeting uh, the refugee and immigrant community. Right. 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 It's yeah. it's very, it's very, it's really. Um, Really scary, really frustrating. It but is. We yes. will persevere. We will persevere because yes. yes. we yes. have no other way. Yes, you will. And they talk about refugee. Well, you know, the the Christ child had to. Um, you know, we're going to make it up anew. We're going to bring it up to speed. He had a motor with his mother and father when he was a Christ when the baby into Egypt. I mean, you know, I mean, that's what the scripture says. So we've had immigrants and people moving across borders. <laughs> if, you check the, if, you, if you check the ancient story and you believe it, well, then he crossed borders. <laughs> well, well. And, and back then they didn't have borders. Who put the well, who no, put the borders? No, no, they didn't have borders. But today they want to have borders. But uh, yeah, so, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. I understand yeah, what you're saying. You know, so, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for being on my show, uh, uh, sister. And uh, we will uh, we be in touch uh, together again. And uh, and I'll be looking for the updates and all of this. And uh, we're watching what law enforcement is doing over uh, doing in Albuquerque. I'll be watching that. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. And so will we. We'll have future conversations. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate you. Love you too. too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. We're going to take a break. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. We'll be right back. Thank you. The Public Defenders Association's Racial Disparity Project is proud to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in partnership with Mothers for Police Accountability and other community allies. The Racial Disparity Project fights for police reform and helps to increase understanding that issues of addiction, mental illness, and homelessness can be better solved through public health strategies than through law enforcement. The Public Defender Association Racial Disparity Project reducing racial inequality in the Seattle King justice system since 1998. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, from Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I'm going to bring my next guest on in just a minute here. Hello. Hey, how are you? This is Mohammed Imtiaz. Thank oh, you so yeah, much for you. having me. Thank you, Mohammed. Thank you for being on. Uh, 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 Miss uh, Miss Assad just got off. I mean, see, I knew her already from uh, from Albuquerque because I've been to Albuquerque before. I want to offer you my condolence uh, 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 in in the loss of your, your brother, um, and um, just uh, the condolence for the whole for the whole community 
I mean, I did I did go to CNN today, and I uh, and I went to uh, Albuquerque newspapers, and also the New York Times had a, a big article about what's happening in Albuquerque. So um, at least you're getting some national uh, attention to this. Um, and I know that the National uh, Muslim Association have put out a statement uh, about this. So I just wanted to give you uh, time to come on and talk about you know your family and what's going on, and you know I mean. Um, all the connections and it sounds like uh, all these uh, uh, wonderful people. I mean, uh, it's, it's something going on in America and uh, it's about hatred uh, and it's on front street right now. I mean, I grew up in another era when it was, but welcome to my, welcome to Mother's Justice Show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Muhammad Imtiaz and my brother, Muhammad Afzal, um, he got shot. He was a gracious young man. He came to uh, United States, uh, in uh, 2017 as a grad student at the University of New Mexico. And uh, he was uh, uh, a student leader. He participated in election and the Graduate Student Association and was elected as president of Graduate Student Association, University of New Mexico. So being a student leader, he initiated a lot of plans to, to uh, raise voices for graduate students in the university and creating all those hurdles and red tape in university that happen, create dropout or uh, lengthy time to graduate being a graduate student. He coordinated the all academic and non-academic staff and liaison with the university with other financial department and governor. So he was a very active person. And then he briefly being in turn with city of Los Lunas, city government. After graduation right away, he worked with Melanie Stansbury. She's a congresswoman here in the state of New Mexico and is campaign organizer, which he got very successful that this campaign made success and she was elected as congresswoman. He was very passionate and he said, I have a dream to become politician here because he know what are the grassroots problems here and how to tackle and I can raise voice of those. But he said, look, I have a handicap. I do not have any green card or passport, I'm Pakistani. So let me do first to get that. So he a job was offered City of Esmeralda, who could be able to do their uh, uh, work, uh, green card work on green card process. So uh, he, he was selected as director planning department in University of New Mexico. So he really enjoyed that. And uh, so much so that the city of Espanola offered him and awarded him a house on 100-acre ranch, uh, a beautiful house surrounded by apple trees. So he was not married. He said, look, I have a house now. I have a place. I have a job. Now I can find a woman and they can get married. I want yes. to raise my kids here. So he said, look, I will have a process like a few years that I will be stable and will have a passport and then I will jump into politics. You will see me in the US Congress one day and you will feel proud of me being a brother and look when we will have enough money we'll open a school and some charity organization uh, to help people where we came from Pakistan. So our dream is fulfilled. The night he just uh, came from his office he usually drive from Albuquerque to uh, Albuquerque to uh, the city of Aspinola and he came back around uh, um, seven o'clock, six fifty, and he was here with my kids. Uh, but he got a call and he went outside around nine o'clock, and he got shot. We didn't know that he got shot. My brother is there, and he he got shot. We thought he's somewhere uh, with his friend, and I called them 
I called him multiple times. His phone didn't respond. And then uh, I called 911 later. And they said, your brother is shocked. I said, shocked? He said, yes, he's deceased. Who did oh that? that? So it was very painful. Yeah, just, just the way that they delivered that to you, you know, with uh, just, just to say that that way, I'm just, um, the harshness of hearing it that way was harsh. I'm, I'm sorry that, that you learned about it that way, you know? Very sorry, yeah. So, wow, Did, that didn't seem right. Um, and of course, I, I, what they said at the press conference is that, they, you know, I think uh, is that maybe a car might have been identified and they're looking for a vehicle. Uh, that, yeah, I uh, did confirm that because uh, the day I went outside and asked people, started asking people what happened to my brother, how it happened, they identified that there was a sedan car. It was grayish color car, sedan. And there was a guy, he was shooting from the car. He shot first time on the corner and then he tried to escape. He came on the other side and shot him again multiple times, making sure he died. He used, he or they, they used, there were two weapons were used and they just finished him. I'm just so sorry, the brutality of that. And what I was telling my sister before you came on is that America is an exceptional country now. I mean, they always had Americans was exceptional. They were exceptional above the world or everybody else. And now America is an exceptional country because people shoot people just because. You know, they're not fighting for land. They're not fighting for water. They're not fighting for food. It's just because they can. And that's really what is happening now. And, uh, and of course, with the, with the uh, politics uh, uh, the last few years, uh, uh, hatred is, is just everywhere. I mean, people... Has given the green, has given the, the card the okay to dislike people in a public way, and uh, this dislike of the other is really, really continuing uh, 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 on here uh, in, in in America. And um, and from my understanding, that that this this sort of violence is sort of new to New Mexico as it relates to what's happening to your community. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what um, that's what my sister said earlier. That. Um, that this kind of violence, I, I, I mean, people organize all, all the time in, in Mexico because I was there doing some organizing. But what we used to was around police violence is what uh, the other kind of violence that we had there in New Mexico with a consent decree and all of that stuff. But this is so to uh, totally different. And now, did you know the shopkeeper that got uh, that was murdered last November? Yeah, I do know that there was a shopkeeper from Afghani origin and he got murdered uh, uh, out of sight of his his uh, shop but uh, i don't know there was no nothing uh, had been related to him or there was no uh, uh, any any issue that either it was a hate or it was a single single incident but right. what happened right now in 10 days three killings of three person with same three names right. so with no connection with each other so, wow so that is the thing uh, which is very painful. Right. Very painful. Very painful. Yeah. And all of these were young men had such a bright future. I mean, uh, all of them were young men. Bright future. It seemed like they were doing good things in their community. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, good things in their community. So, um, wow. It's, uh, again, uh, it's, uh, one of the things we want to do is to make sure that we always get an update from what's happening in Albuquerque. Um, and I know that local people have to sometimes keep the pressure on law enforcement to be able to solve the crimes. You know, I mean, the pressure has to stay on. You never back off the pressure because sometimes they, 
sometimes when you back off the pressure, then they back off too. So I'm glad you got an organized community there that's going to keep the pressure on law enforcement. And I also know that I believe that the National Muslim Organization gave uh, put out a statement calling for um, calling for you know calling for something to be done about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, wow. And how many brothers do, do you have, or how many brothers? Uh, we are four brothers, but uh, after that, my brother died. Now we are three brothers and a sister. Sister. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my sister was on before. She was thinking that that uh, you mentioned the fact that your brother was excited and, and was thinking about getting married <laughs> because he was getting settled thinking about starting a family and getting married. So uh, yeah, so again, uh, we just want to want to keep the story alive and uh, knowing that there's disruptive politics going on around the country. And uh, you know, I, a lot of people say guns don't kill people, people do. Uh, and, uh, but if you didn't, if, if the guns wasn't available uh, that way, then, uh, then a lot of people would not be killed. And so we have to look at all of that uh, as we go forward uh, uh, from, from where we are today, you know, just doing other things. So anyway, just wanted to make sure that you had some time to, to come on and just talk about what's going on and, you know, and just what, what what's the future? Uh, what are you all, you know, what are you planning? And, you know, you know, I mean, what, what, I mean, I know you want something done because you don't want to live in fear. I mean, we, America, you know, America does not belong to the people. It belongs to everybody. It's everybody's here now. And, uh, and so uh, just uh, wanted to make sure that you could get out a message that you wanted to get out. <laughs> Look, I don't know, it's very difficult. This is a place where we had been living for last eight, nine years. We never had any fear. We never had any alienation. Things happen here. Sometimes people are stealing. Their druggy people come around. They steal bikes, something, vandalize car. So, but killings, this is something new. And killing that with that brutality is something new. So that creates horror in the society, uh, a community we live around, um, Muslim community or international students live around here. Um, there is a sense of horror that how can they, uh, they walk to university, they go for exercise, they go for, for uh, uh, taking evening classes. So this creates, um, a fearful environment around university campus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, I just want to let you come on and just thank you so much. You thank know, you so much for having me. Thank, thank you. So listen to the Mother's Justice Show. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. The Public Defenders Association's Racial Disparity Project is proud to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in partnership with Mothers for Police Accountability and other community allies. The Racial Disparity Project fights for police reform and helps to increase understanding that issues of addiction, mental illness, and homelessness can be better solved through public health strategies than through law enforcement. The Public Defender Association Racial Disparity Project reducing racial inequality in the Seattle King justice system since 1998. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I want to thank my uh, previous guests coming on that came on from Albuquerque. It was hard for him and especially the brother 
because this is recent uh, that his brother was murdered uh, a few days ago. I mean, last past week. And so uh, anyway, and I really appreciate the uh, generosity of being able to come on and, and talk about this. And I'm glad that now it has been lifted up to a national level. Like I said earlier, the, uh, the, uh, the New York Times had an had a, a extensive article about this. CNN did also. Then I did watch the press conference. Uh, and then uh, there is a vehicle that they're looking for. Uh, and as the sister said, uh, 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 Mr. Saad said to them, is that uh, they've had, I, I, I got to know her doing organizing around a police issue. Uh, uh, and then I got to know a lot of other people organizing around the uh, issue about when COVID uh, hit that way. And the Navajo people did not have water uh, and they had to bring water to the reservations. There's a lot of Nav Navajos living in New Mexico. And so we brought that information uh, 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 to, our, to our listeners. And so our goal is to keep the grassroots voice alive, not only in Seattle, but around the country. Because it's the grassroots people who do the work now, the other people might come in and get the jobs, you know, be police accountability and, and get those jobs. But it's the people in the streets who's made the difference uh, uh, and, and opening these doors. And uh, it was my pleasure to be, able to, to be able to work with them and to offer what I could. So uh, anyway, we will be bringing you updates from time to time uh, from, um, from, uh, New Mexico, from uh, Albuquerque because originally I reached out to them because it was a young man uh, it was a SWAT uh, activity uh, back in July, uh, and they put the canisters of tear gas and all that in, in there, and they were trying to apprehend someone. But the, uh, another young man was not a suspect of a crime, and nobody uh, rescued him, so he died. And that's the reason why I made a call to my friends in Albuquerque to try to find out what that, and that was going to be my show today. But in, 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 uh, in the meantime, I found out about this information, and so I wanted to bring that to my listeners here. We'll bring the other information about the young man that was uh, that died in the house uh, with the police not rendering any help for the young man who was not a suspect of a crime at all. So I'll bring that information. Of course, next week uh, is uh, we're going to talk about Marcus Garvey because it's birthday. It's the seventeenth. It's the seventeenth, and so next uh, uh, next Monday uh, on the on the fifteenth, uh, we're going to be actually talking about Marcus Garvey, who was a liberator of African people came to America uh, in, in, in the 1900 time, uh, uh, actually 1917 or 18, uh, and uh, came to uh, meet Booker T. And Booker T had already passed on. Uh, but uh, I spent a lot of time next week uh, going over his quotes and just talking about the life and uh, life of Marcus Garvey. We usually have a party and uh, we're still trying to figure out if we're gonna do a party or not. Hopefully we can, uh, we got you know people that have their masks on and all this other stuff that's going on right now. But um, I'm just glad that we have this platform to be able to bring information to people. And also I reached out to the Muslim community because I've been, I've been, I've done a lot of work with the Muslim community over time. I mean, uh, not only the nation Islam, but the international Muslims who've come, who's also come to America. But uh, previously I've done a lot of work with the nation of Islam uh, and also other international Muslims. And so they have a, a very active Muslim community here in Seattle. And so I, I will be uh, looking to, to talk to them. And I do know some people in the National Office of Care, uh, uh, about the National Office uh, about Muslims and Muslims Affair. So I know some people in, in that office also. But I want to announce again about, about the meeting on uh, th that's uh, going to be tomorrow night, uh, the uh, community engagement uh, meeting. And uh, with, the, uh, with the new, uh, we have a new 
director for uh, uh, for OPA, um, and uh, his name is uh, 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 it's uh, Gino Betts from Chicago, and the meeting starts tomorrow night uh, from six to eight. And you can uh, uh, you can get in touch with the office of the uh, Community Police Commission uh, uh, at Seattle.gov, and uh, and you can register. Uh, they'll send you the link so you can register, and then uh, uh, and then you you know you'll be able to come on for the meeting uh, 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 for the city. Um, I think this is a good hire. Uh, Mothers for Police Accountability is really uh, pleased with this selection. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it was a competitive selection. <laughs> I think someone's out there wanting to come to Seattle uh, right now with the police, uh, with the police department has been, you know, pretty much, uh, it's almost a skeleton of what it was in 2013. That's when it, uh, actually when uh, 2012, when the DOJ came to town. There's been a lot of changes in Seattle and uh, some of them has not been for the best, for the better, but I believe this is going to be uh, one of the good hires for the city of Seattle and uh, be able to take the Office of Police Accountability on to the next level. Of, uh, of uh, being able to uh, investigate uh, complaints about police officers and, and hopefully uh, things that office will strengthen itself. And then I want to give a shout out to the Office of um, Inspector General I, uh, uh, with Inspector Lisa, Ju uh, Lisa Judge there. Uh, they've done a great job in the Sentinel Review. I mean, and the Sentinel, Sentinel Review, I didn't think that much of it at first, but I tell you, I'm highly impressed by it. Because what it does is almost like the uh, FAA, but when when there's a when there's an airplane crash, they come in and tell you what happened, what needs to change, and so the Sentinel Review absolutely talked to people and reviewed some of the police policies and made recommendations, and some of some of those new policies have already been implemented. And I think that the community probably needs to know about that. And so, in the future, um, I'll have her on my show, and I, I do believe that uh, that invitation is going out to the office of. Uh, the Inspector General to actually be be uh, present uh, uh, the findings on some of the Sentinel Review findings uh, there on community policing uh, uh, engagement uh, 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 monthly meeting that we have. And lastly, I'd like to give a shout out to Felicia Cross. Uh, she's a, uh, she's the uh, director there of the community engagement for the, for the Community Police Commission. And um, she does a great job at getting people out. I mean, it's about engaging people getting people to come out and also African-American people, because a lot of people want to talk about what we need uh, and how, you know, uh, we, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about the African-American community, what we need, but they don't have any lived experience. And I, I did have a conversation with the chief the other day after the torchlight parade, and he was talking about, you know, I mean, so many black people were saying, hey, way to go, chief, you're doing a good job. And he was just so, his heart was so warmed by that. Because the narrative is that we all hate the police, and that's not true. I mean, we want constitutional policing. I mean, we want to, if you're going to arrest somebody, they need to get to jail or, or without being beat up, uh, and to put their handcuffs on so that they can use their wrists and not and not be tortured that way. But uh, to live, uh, we're not abolitionists. I mean, uh, you know, we're not we're not the new abolitionists. I mean, the old abolitionists was a whole different reality. But uh, people want us to believe that we have all these other systems that we don't need policing, and that's not true. We need, but we need constitutional policing. We need all the racism. We, we need police officers who have a high bias against other people. Bias is a new word for racism. But we need people who absolutely want to make the world better and not just harm other people because we don't like them. 
men in on. We see what happens with men, people harm other people who don't like them, who culture don't like them. And then we have to address the other uh, uh, elephant in the room uh, is violence in the black community. I mean, violence in the black community, people make poor choices, poor choices with guns, just like these people did uh, over, in, um, over in Albuquerque. People in Seattle make poor choices with guns. And some of those people are young people. And so we need to be concerned about that. And mothers is concerned about that. Our new model is both and. We will do both. We'll do both. We'll do both and. No longer can we talk about just one issue in the community. We really want to talk about all the issues and how we're going to come up with a holistic plan. And then, and then, and the mayor says, "How do you build one Seattle? You know, one Seattle. Well, that's had because we have to have a healing. We have to have some real tools uh, and working together. So um, anyway, so this is good. Uh, we've had a great show today. I want to thank you all for listening. And I'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, my my favorite liberator, Mr. Mar Marcus um, Mosiah Garvey. So thank you. This is Harriet Walden with Mother's Justice Show, and I'll talk to you another time. Have a great week and stay hydrated. Thanks. <laughs>